Hello and welcome to the interview portion of Pop Salsa. My name is Ernesto. LACC was a blast and it was great meeting so many people and fellow pop culture fanatics. Fortunately, in between the panels and the star-studded appearances, we got the chance to interview some of the best booths LACC had to offer. Take a listen. Hi, it's Jeremy Treat here with the Los Angeles Ghostbusters. We are your local Los Angeles-based cosplay group. We're the real deal. We're the closest thing to a real Ghostbuster you're ever going to see. Our mission is to bring joy to people's lives by giving you an authentic ghostbusting experience, all while raising awareness for philanthropic efforts. Our philanthropic partners uh, that we're fundraising for right now are the Starlight Children's Foundation. They deliver happiness to very seriously ill children uh, in hospitals all over the country. Oh, that's amazing. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, if you mind me asking, uh, why Ghostbusters? Is it, is it something that's been your, since your childhood, you know, since you saw your first proton pack? Or there like, just like, why did you start being a Ghostbuster? Totally, totally. So, um, I'm a geek from the 80s, right? I'm, I'm an old man now. I was around in 84 when Ghostbusters first came out. And uh, back when, when, when we were all geeks in the 80s, it was really hard being a geek back then. Right? This is before the internet, before you can really find your tribe, find your people, you know? And so if you were a big fan of Ghostbusters, maybe you were the only kid on your block that had a proton pack or was able to do that. Ghostbusters was pretty cool, so there were a lot of kids that enjoyed it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things that sort of follows you into adulthood. And so I'm a geek in a lot of different realms. But when I was looking around, I really, really loved my experience with Ghostbusters as a kid. And it reminded me of good times and playing with friends. Uh, and sometimes of being picked on for being such a big geek, you know? And so nowadays with the internet, uh, you find like-minded people. And so we have this really amazing group of, of friends who we came together to create Los Angeles Ghostbusters. And uh, it's just really neat having a tribe. We have this really supportive family sort of atmosphere. And a lot of us have been doing this for many, many years at this point. And so we decided when we formulated uh, Los Angeles Ghostbusters specifically, we really wanted to do something philanthropic. So it's fun to put on the suit. It's fun to show off the gear and all that. We all love Ghostbusters. We love the whole universe kind of living in that space. We like giving people that experience where you really believe you met a, a real-life Ghostbuster when they walk away from our booth because it's just, you know, life is busy, it's difficult, it's hectic, it's stressful, but maybe we can alleviate people's stress a little bit when they come by and we'll scan them, uh, we'll pretend like they have a ghost, uh, we'll give them the ESP test that you see uh, Dr. Vakeman do in Ghostbusters 1. I saw the cards. Oh, totally, totally. People love the ESP test. Uh, we'll we'll uh, introduce them to our dancing toaster. We filled it with psychomagnetic mood slime, and it will dance if you sing to it. So, uh, you know, we like really blowing people's minds, giving them a chance to really kind of play in this world with us a little bit. However, uh, with the onset of COVID, we have done hospital visits before. We've taken, you know, our show on the road, so to speak. But when COVID happened, we really slowed down. We didn't do any events, and then hospital visits were completely out of the question. So we started looking around. Since we can't go, do we know somebody who still can and that's when we discovered the Starlight Children's Foundation. They're the ones who do all these great things for very seriously ill, hospitalized children. And uh, so we've been fundraising for them for about a year and a half now. So it's right as COVID was starting to slow down a little bit, we really enhanced this partnership. Uh, we do uh, raffles. Uh, we raffle off a lot of Ghostbusters memorabilia, all kinds of awesome swag. I saw some Ecto Cooler here. Uh auctioning out that I really want. Oh man, you can't buy Ecto Cooler anywhere in the world. Listen, if you were 12 years old in 1990, you were drinking Ecto Cooler every day from the box with a little straw after school, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So they don't make it anymore. High C still has the license, 
Uh, they brought it back in cans back in 2016 when Answer the Call came out, the, the, right, the right. Lady Busters movie, right? Uh, and they did a very, very limited exclusive release when Ghostbusters Afterlife came out last year. You're kidding me. Yeah, so there were a certain number of, number of bottles made of Ecto Cooler. It's legit, the real deal, high C Ecto Cooler. They sent them out to the premiere. They sent them out to like influencers online and stuff like that. Uh, we, we partner with Sony Pictures as well. They know who we are, and so they have uh, donated some stuff to us for the purpose of fundraising for our friends at Starlight. And so every penny that we raise from the raffle, of which the box of Ecto Cooler is, you know, the primo prize. That's the top prize. Uh, all that money goes to Starlight. With this really exciting initiative. So Starlight has licenses with Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm for Star Wars, Nintendo. They take these themed hospital gowns to the hospitals. So the research says that the most stressful time for a kid that has to go to the hospital is when they have to take off their own clothes and they got to put on the scratchy, nasty hospital gowns. They're horrible. They don't cover your, your backside. It's just, it's terrible, right? For anybody who's ever been to a hospital or spent time in a hospital, you know how bad that experience is. You sit around, you're bored, you're scared, you're not feeling well. So the Starlight initiative for these gowns is why not give them a sense of like suiting up as their own superhero, suiting up as their favorite Nintendo character. And so we thought, well, why don't we partner with Sony and with Starlight and we'll have them suit up as Ghostbusters. So Sony was generous enough to donate the license. Uh, one, of their, uh, one of their lead designers, who we met in an event recently, her name is Paula, and she's really awesome. So if you're listening, Paula, good on you. Thanks, man. Uh, lady, she's not a man. Um, she designed these really cool uh, gowns that look exactly like a Ghostbusters suit. They're khaki. Looks they look like amazing. A, oh, yeah, they're so great. We're, we're looking at a picture of them right now. Uh, it's got the belt, it's got the proton pack on the back. We designed them carefully so that when they close, because hospital gowns have that weird side enclosure thing, no matter which way you do it, you're always showing your proton pack in the back. And so, listen, if I were a kiddo uh, and I was in the hospital and I was not feeling well, the minute you bring that Ghostbuster gown into my room and say, suit up and join the Ghostbusters, man, I'm feeling much better, right? Exactly. I, I feel like I'm in another, I, like, comfort Right, like I, I'm, I'm part of a group of team, a tribe, right? I'm like just go. I'm part of Venkman. He's there with me, you know. Egon, all those characters, and that's the exciting thing. Yeah, I'm an old enough guy now that I know. I've seen Ghostbusters one and two, uh, the video games, uh, Answer the Call, and now Afterlife, and it's so exciting because Afterlife last year was really kind of the passing the torch thing, right? I have a son. He's 14 years old. Thank God. He has never been in the hospital. He's never been seriously sick. But the minute he gets ill with something, a stomach bug, a flu, a cold, my whole world comes to an end, right? As a father, like, I don't ever want to see my kid in pain. So it's really nice for me to know that we're delivering these this happiness to these very seriously ill kids who need it at the worst moment. But the awesome thing is, the way the franchise has unfolded over the years, there's this new generation. There's actually a couple of new generations of fans now, right? So... You know, people my age, of course we love Ghostbusters. We grew up with it. And I was real worried 12 years ago when I first started doing the cosplay that it wouldn't be relevant, that people wouldn't like it, that it would be sort of old, and why are you wearing the thing in the old movie? And it was a little bit that way, but over the years, it's gotten, it's grown a little more cool, I think. And so people my age have kids. Some of people my age have kids who have kids. And so we've got a good couple of additional generations now who are being reintroduced to Ghostbusters because their parents or their grandparents really loved it. But now we're in a place where we're having new movies come out on the regular. There's a new TV show in the works. Uh, there's supposed to be a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out about a year from now. So like December 2023, I believe. Uh, so it's staying relevant in the pop culture. And as you said, 
we like we think of Ghostbusters as being kind of our tribe. It's our family, and it's a big tent thing, right? So anybody can be a Ghostbuster. I don't now. I know if you're listening to this, I've got a six pack abs, and I've got big giant rippling pecs all the time. If you're not listening to this and you see me on the street, you'd think, boy, that guy would look great in a khaki flight suit, but not a skin tight superhero suit. I can't be Superman, right? I don't have the abs for it. I can't do that. But I can be a Ghostbuster. You can be a Ghostbuster. Anybody can be a Ghostbuster. Men, women, kids, teens, adults, anybody in the world can be a Ghostbuster. You put on the suit and you face your fears and you bust the ghosts. And it's just great fun for everybody, no matter where you Absolutely. I, I totally agree. It's something that it, it seems like it transcends generations, right? You have these fandoms that are very split and we won't name them. Oh, yeah. But uh, it seems like Ghostbusters are always united. Because there's always a family, you know, and like you know, it's what Zedmore said, it, they didn't give none of no one, not a lot of people gave him a chance, and he didn't feel at home until he was a Ghostbuster. Even with all the money, you know, the investments he did, it doesn't matter. He'll always be a Ghostbuster at heart. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So uh, you totally knocked it out of the park. All my questions. <laughs> Are you reading my? Uh, you don't see oh, my. You don't see my no, card, no, do you? I'm clairvoyant. Like, I have ESP. We can test for that too. So it's. it's uh, it's bona fide, tried and true. Oh, uh, just so. Just uh, my closing question is: uh, Do you have any tips or any advice? It's 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 difficult to cosplay in general, right? It just takes a lot of uh, you know effort, not only effort, but a lot of uh, self-esteem, right? So, what, any advice you can give people who are trying to you know join the Los Angeles Ghostbusters, or do you know anything you want to give people out there? Totally, totally. So, uh, first of all, you want to find your passion, right? Find what really drives you. Everybody needs a hobby. Right? you got to have things in life that bring you meaning and joy and interest. And so find work that you really enjoy. But if it's a hobby, if it's the Ghostbusters, uh, I do other cosplays too. I do Star Wars. I used to do Jack Sparrow back when I could still fit in the suit. I can't fit in the suit anymore, unfortunately. Uh, it's my rippling six-pack abs that won't fit in that suit anymore, clearly. Uh, but find your passion. Find what really drives you. Find something that is really cool. If Marvel is your thing, do something Marvel. Marvel there's so much to Marvel nowadays. Uh, and it's nice to see more representation uh, across media in general, but Marvel has really been knocking out of the park lately, which is really cool. So find your fandom, find your passion, find what you really love to do, because then you won't burn out, right? You do something that you really, really enjoy doing uh, that's separate from the... A lot of people try to make their living doing it. I often don't recommend that. Uh, we Again, we don't make any money out of any of this. We're all philanthropic, uh, fundraising, this kind of stuff. I put my own money into this. Uh, it is not a cheap hobby, so you got to recognize that up front. There are some uh, some fandoms I think you can put something together uh, for a more modest budget. Uh, Ghostbusters, if you put on just the suit with the patches and the belt and the boots and the elbow pads and a couple of other things, maybe, it's not too bad. But if you get into building a proton pack or building all the props and stuff, build props for you. Don't build props for anybody else. There's a million people out there who might have better stuff than you do, especially when you're first starting out, uh, who might tell you your stuff doesn't look very good or whatnot. You, you can't listen to the haters, right? You got to build stuff to your standard that you love. Now, if you do that and you go out and you find a group, that group might have standards, right? And so the beautiful thing is if you really love this and you want to really invest your time and your effort into doing it, uh, you invest time, right? I've been doing this for 12 years. And so my suit, my pack, all my equipment has improved quite a lot over the years. Uh, it feels like a big investment. It feels like a big expense at first. You save up for it the same way you save up for anything else. And over the course of months or years or however long it takes, you improve. You're always getting better, right? So it's something that you really get to be proud of. But again, build props, do costuming for you, not for anybody else. 
because you'll never make everybody happy all the time and you, you just can't you got to stop trying after a while Shorten so, joined the Los Angeles Ghostbusters for a crash course in cosplay basically joined the Los, just joined the Los Angeles Ghostbusters oh, sure. just for a crash course but, you know. absolutely yeah totally we have a process uh, we bring people in as recruits so if you go to our website uh, ranks wow oh, yeah oh, totally totally uh, if you join, if you go to our website losangelesgb.com or you can find us on uh, on Instagram as well or Twitter Los Angeles Ghostbusters um, we're, we're a community we're a supportive community and so we bring you in as a recruit uh, you're a recruit for a couple of events we really want to get to know you a little bit we want to make sure people are okay with the public they're interacting with people the right way we want to make sure they sort of vibe with us that their personality kind of meshes and all that and if it doesn't at that point it's okay in Southern California there are several other Ghostbuster groups as well there's like five or six franchises within a 50 mile radius here now if you live in the middle of nowhere maybe there's fewer options for you but in LA and in California there's lots of uh, lots of stuff uh, so if you, if you make that hurdle we get to know you a little bit then we promote you from recruit to rookie. Now you're a rookie with the Los Angeles Ghostbusters. As a rookie, we want you to be a rookie for at least six months and for a minimum of four events. So we want people who are actually going to show up, help us man the booth, help us set up and tear down, all that. Kind of pull your weight. We're a smaller group. we got about 15 members right now. Um, and then after that, uh, the membership will vote. Uh, and uh, on a unanimous vote, yes. And all of our promotions have been unanimous votes, yes, in the past year and a half. Uh, you become a member, and you're a member in good standing, and you, you hang out with us, you come out to the events, you help us plan for stuff, for cons and for whatever, you help us look at our, uh, our philanthropic work and our fundraising efforts and all that. So, it's good stuff. It's, it sounds amazing. It sounds like you, you basically took a slice of the movie and gave the opportunity for people to be in that movie and also give back to their community. I love it. I absolutely yeah, love it. So thank you so Great much, uh, Trent. Uh, treat. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Let's cut that. So Treat, thank you so where's much for saving. Yeah, where's <laughs> thank you so much for I, you, I don't want to take any more of your time. You pretty much knocked everything out of part. Thank right, you so man. much for seeing me. Uh, my name is Nick Vitalaro. I'm the co-founder of the Heroes Journal. We are based out of Seattle, Washington. And we make uh, stationery that tells a story. Fantastic! It's already it's already interesting, right? So, uh, let's just uh, let's just dive into it. What is uh, what is this organization for? What is your message? Like, it looks amazing. The, when the booth says, if you guys are listening, it says the Heroes Journal, which reminds me of the Heroes Journey, which I feel like is a little little riffy riff of it. But uh, so, w- what is the purpose of uh, your organization? Uh, well, yeah, you are right. It's a bit of a pun uh, on the Heroes Journey, but you know, we started uh, this company because we wanted to make a journal that really helped you look at your own life as if you were on your own personal adventure, on your own quest, one where you are the hero. And so it's kind of a lightweight daily journal that you can use to feel like the hero of your story um, and also plan out your day in like a really fun way. Amazing. I, I'm, I'm looking at it and it's, it's, it's a journal, but it's something that it, it takes a lot of the pop culture we come from. It's like basically quest lines, you know, side quests. There's even cards that say side quests and I absolutely love it so much. So, uh, just general questions. What are your impressions of LACC? Just like, yeah. I mean, this is our first time uh, here at LA Comic Con. We've been to a lot of other cons before, um, and you know, this is definitely one of the better ones. There's a lot of lot of good energy here. Um, there's also just like really, really friendly vibe here. Sometimes people are only only go to Comic Cons to be entertained, and I feel like a lot of people are here to buy stuff or to learn about the Heroes Journal. Or just be curious. That always creates like a really nice environment, you know. It's a good vibe. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And we need more good, cool vibes, right? Yeah. Especially with you know, the dot internet and all that stuff. So yeah. uh, back to the Heroes uh, Journal. Uh, what is uh, your inspiration? What is something that, like, why did you take this first step to be able to spread the word of the, of the Heroes Journal? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think that, you know, people do a good enough job at, like, beating themselves up for not being productive enough. They do a good job at, like, feeling, you know, like they are falling short of their goals or what aspirations they might have for themselves. We wanted to make a planner that was goal-oriented, but it, like, was the complete opposite of, like, the toxic hustle culture, like, wake up earlier, try harder. Um, We wanted to make the kindest, most engaging journal on the market um, that helps people feel like a hero, but not feel like they had to take over the world for for them to be productive or valuable. Um, so yeah, we, we really want to bring kindness into the productivity space and invite people who are maybe like a little nerdier, a little bit more imaginative to feel safe um, in that productive space. So, yeah. Absolutely. Like you don't, you know, a 10 year old, you just don't give, you know, Lord of the Rings. It's going to be a heavy read, first of all, yeah, but you want yeah. something that is engaging and friendly and productive. That's, that's, that's like, productive is the main thing you want to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, it was there a uh, speaking of hero's journey there's always you know insane incident right you know that moment that started you off so what was that for you if you mind me asking yeah um so i so i grew up uh getting really bad grades in school and i graduated high school um with like a 1.9 gpa really bad and uh, i barely got into a college i came into that college on academic probation and i had to take this like class that essentially had me focus on my grades (laughs) I had a mentor in that class uh, just sit me down and be like, why don't you just get a journal and just see what happens? So for whatever reason, I got that. I took that advice. I got a journal and like in the course of a few weeks, my grades like shot through the roof. And this story that I had about myself, this belief that I had about myself that I was like dumb, I was bad at school, I couldn't pay attention. It kind of like went away really quickly. And that really like got my attention because I was like, man, I believe this narrative about myself for years about my story that just wasn't true and I could change it in a matter of a few weeks. So fast forward a few years later, I'm working at a startup in Seattle and I'm using these day planners and they, you know, they're, they're, they're working for me, but they're a little boring. One weekend I binge watched Lord of the Rings. Um, and I came into work on a Monday. I sat down with my journal and I was like, man, this is so helpful, but there's no soul in this journal. Like there's no story. Um, and there's really no, like I'm giving so much of my life to this thing. Like, if I were to die tomorrow, someone would look at these journals and be like, this is the kind of life you live. So I was like, man, I'm like putting my story into this thing. It should give me a little bit more story back. And so that was kind of the light bulb moment. And I actually didn't want to make a journal. I thought that something like that would already exist, like somewhere on the market. And I just Googled and I looked on Amazon. I couldn't find anything. And so, yeah, so I like went and hired an artist and I got my my best friend who's my co-founder. And we just like, we just started building it. So. Yeah, just so I really like it just, I still use the journal every day. I mean, I, we got the idea in 2018 and still to this day, like if we went out of business tomorrow, I would still use the journal because it's just the thing I wanted to use. So that was kind of the light bulb moment for us. That's a story within itself. You have to write, so you have to write that down. So good. I mean, it's inspiring. There's, there's, there's generations of people in your shoes and they need guidance. They need something to point them in the right direction. They need a hero's journey. <laughs> so, um, is there any future plans? Is there, I, it's very fantasy based. Is there like I see science fiction yeah, more? We have, um, 
we do have some plans. Uh, so this year, I'm really proud because we finally got to three storylines. So we have like a high fantasy storyline, we have a Wizard Academy storyline, and we have a sci-fi space uh, storyline. Um, we're kind of, you know, working on making our own IP be like recognizable. Um, so our characters and the world that we're building uh, have kind of taken on their own fandom in a way, which is really exciting. Um, one thing I'm really excited about for 2023 is we'll be launching a like a full-on planner. What we have now are journals that are a lot more goal-oriented, but just doing like a full-on like year-long planner for those planner people, I think is going to be really great and a nice doormat introduction to our brand. Right. Um, so right. yeah, well, maybe an animated show, maybe I something would love along to those do lines. An animated show, yeah. I, I mean, that's like my pie in the sky dream is if we can make something that's like over the garden wall or like Gravity Falls. Um, sort of vibes of like an animated series especially like promote the message of being the hero of your own story um being heroic to other people being an ally to other people i think it could be a really cool um thing <laughs> absolutely absolutely so, yeah. so uh just for the listeners uh, where can we find you borders amazon um we yeah hopefully 2023 will also be in barnes and noble and target but for now you can just visit us at our website theheroesjournal.co um we have all of our journals, all of our decks there. And then on all of our socials, like Instagram, TikTok, we are at the Heroes Journal. Heroes is spelled H-E-R-O-S. You know, what I loved most about these booths is not only how passionate they are, but how they're using the literal power of fandom just to help and improve people's lives. It's something that I feel we should all strive for, and it's, it's really inspiring. And if you need any information regarding the LA Ghostbusters or the Heroes Journal, their information is in the description below. Until next time, I've been Ernesto. We'll see you in the next show. Take care.